It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend. Viva Las Vegas! Football news is back! I break down the Super Bowl, the halftime show, and the future of Travis Swelsey. My husband does not want to be my Valentine. My son is in a relationship with a six-year-old harlot. And we revisit my call with Taylor Swift's bodyguard, who was actually a fan who pretended to be her bodyguard so he could do this. I was like, yeah, I could literally jump on the stage right now and have like 10 seconds uninterrupted. This episode is a love story, baby. Just say yes to listening to it at home or at Excess Nightclub in Vegas. So let's do what number 87 wants us to and party! Viva Las Vegas! 1-size-fits-all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Crookshank. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. And phonies, there is no one I would rather spend this day of love and romance with than you. So thanks for being mine this Valentine's Day. Now I realize you are listening to this on Thursday, the day after Valentine's Day. So I hope you had a great day yesterday. I hope it was filled with love. Listen, romantic or otherwise, okay? The Travis and Taylor kind of love. The Blake and Taylor kind of love. The Taylor and her parents at the club kind of love. Or the Usher and my loins kind of love. 
one of those loves. I hope you had it yesterday. We're going to talk about all of those loves when we get to football news here on this sports podcast. But first, cue romantic music. Sit back, relax, and let me tell you about my Valentine's plans. Mm. I have none. No plans at all. And when I asked my husband, Evan, my loving partner of 16 years, honey, what do you want to do on Valentine's Day? He said, and I quote, I'd love to come on your show and rant about Valentine's Day. This man has never offered to come on my show. He's only ever been dragged on this podcast. So phonies, Jesse's friends, ladies and gentlemen, however you identify, please welcome my husband, Evan. Come on in here. Oh, <laughs> he's bringing in his own stool. God forbid he be uncomfortable for four minutes. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank Happy you for Valentine's having me. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, we're kissing. I actually didn't invite you on the show. You offered yourself to me. You said you wanted to appear on the show. So here we are. I heard you just say that. Yeah. I feel weird about it now because I didn't really expect to, you know, officially book myself on you the show. You booked yourself on the show. But yeah, I did, here you I, are. Did, I did say that out loud. Yeah. I mean, listen, my gift to you this Valentine's Day is airtime on this, the number one comedy podcast. So please go ahead. I have no idea what you're going to say. I don't what would you prepared. like to discuss about Valentine's Am Day? Am I coming into a hostile environment? No. Do you, think that, do you think that I should imagine that the people listening to this are going to be like, what does this guy have to say about this No, day of love? no. We want to know. I just have a problem. And, it, and it's not like I've always been a hater of Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, but I think at this point in my life, in the rat race, as they call it, of having lots of kids and responsibilities so and kids. getting up early yeah. and never sleeping and always being sick. Oh my God. Uh, we, ugh, you know what really works on, a, on just an complaining. audio medium? Just complaining Sorry. about your, how this hard This is why your I feel is. weird about it. No, go ahead. A forced uh, expression of love when yeah. I feel that my love is expressed every day okay, through yes. the dedication yes. to my family yes. and the attending to my responsibilities, kissing of children, mm-hmm. hugging of wife, mm-hmm. feeding of family. It just feels weird that then there's a day where it's like, but now you have to buy stuff. To no, really this prove is a that, that that you love this. I think this is yes. this is I don't think that that is it, do people still talk about love language or is that like something from 10 years ago? No, I'm sure that's something that people Because I just learned about. about that. And okay. I don't think my love language is buying candies and, no, and cards. No, it's not. First of all, I just want to go uh, back to uh, hugging of wife. <laughs> not kissing Which of is wife. potentially the title of this episode. Hugging of wife. Hugging of wife. I hug you often. Was absolutely in our wedding vows. Mm-hmm. Hugging of wife. To hug. Um, also, no, I think this is a very popular opinion. A lot of people, you know, rage against the commercialization right? of Valentine's Day, of course. But I do want to remind you that early on, oh, early yeah. on, wow. this is 17 years ago. Before we were, like, officially mm-hmm. dating, you sent me a dozen roses I know, every early. Valentine's Day. I know, Day. early on, yeah. To the point where, like, my roommate one year was like, who the fuck is Evan? What is but this? But see here, it might kind of connect to what I'm saying is, Back then, or when you're first dating someone, <laughs> you're trying to woo me. Well, no, you're not. You don't. You don't express your love through like a mm. constant care and mm. dedication to a home and a That's true. unit. Yeah. You're just like looking for opportunities, whether it's a dinner or 
you know, oh, here's a silver platter to be like, well, I mean, you know. That's true. To really show you someone you're interested in them. You don't send something on that day and it's like, oh, I'm not important to you. Listen, I believe in both things. I told you on this weekend I didn't want flowers. Cool, yeah. But we're not flowers people. I know, but sometimes you get me flowers, I think, because you panic on certain occasions and you come home with flowers. And I never really, like, I don't know how to keep them alive. They just, someone has to throw them out. They're not my thing. Flowers are not for me. Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, I'm not a flower person. Mm -hmm. It was lovely when you were, like, in this, like, dude in New York City and flowers would (laughs) arrive on my doorstep on Valentine's Day. That I felt very loved. Mm -hmm. And it's always appreciated. And I think if, you know, anyone listening has a a partner whose love language is candy or, like Evan said, a silver platter— More power to you. On a silver platter, the opportunity to be loving. Right. Thank Mm -hmm. you. But for you, you're absolutely right. Your love language is you take such good care of your family, myself included, every single day. Like Evan cooks breakfast for everybody every morning. He cleans the kitchen. He makes the bed. Like he shows us how much he loves us in the little things. I'm going to cry in the little (laughs) things that you do every single day. And I don't always show you my gratitude and my appreciation for those acts of love. And so what I'm doing right now is crying on a podcast. (laughs) To tell you. This is going way differently than I thought it would. (laughs) To tell you. It's just when you pulled up on that stool, I was like, okay, this is happening. sitting on the tiniest stool right now. (laughs) To tell you how much I love you and how much I appreciate that. Well, I love you too, Mm -hmm. and it's not that I don't love love. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool to see our kids bring, you know, little Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. things and, like, Mm -hmm. wear hearts and stuff. But again, like, I don't know. Well, this has gone better than I thought. I don't hate Valentine's Day. I am, though, also a person that doesn't like to be forced to do things. Right, right, right. And that's part of right. it. Right, right. Also, by go, the way, I don't like, want to go into like a college rant, a rant about like capitalism and such, but it is also just like buy this, buy this stuff, mm-hmm, buy candy, yeah. buy flowers, buy cards. No, Evan, which hates you love doing. Capitalism. Wait until I get to the Super Bowl segment of the show where I talk about all the bets he placed <laughs> on the Super Bowl. So just. Okay. Um, I was just remembering one Valentine's Day. You came to visit me. Everyone was living in New York City. I was living in Toronto. You came to visit me. And I took you. Do you remember where I took you for dinner on Valentine's Day? Fucking baller ass move. The Toronto uh, CN Tower. Top yeah. of the CN that was, Tower. That was nice. The hardest reservation in town if you're a very I cheesy uh, 905er. I wore my finest streetwear. <laughs> he pulled out the Ooh, shiniest nice Air Jordan. Stussy shirt and some we Jordans. We went up to the top of the CN Tower and we had a romantic dinner at the rotating restaurant. That was cool. Listen, we don't have energy for that anymore. Good we have memories. three kids. And so we will have a lovely family dinner with them. Spaghetti will be thrown across the table. And, mm-hmm. and then I will clean everything up. Yes. And that is your <laughs> gift to me. That's right. Evan, my husband on Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> There were tears, there was laughter, there was love. Live, laugh, love, you know? Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Won't you be mine? Bye. Jesse's friends? Is that for Jesse's friends? For Jesse's phonies. All right, let's get that stool out of the way. Okay, actually, though, I love you. Have a great day. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you later. See you later. Mwah! Oh, what a loving start to this Valentine's Day conversation. Okay. I didn't want to just pull Evan. I legitimately didn't know what he was going to say. I didn't want to just pull him in here to discuss Valentine's Day because there are many different generations and perspectives in my home. So last night, after putting together 60 Valentines for my two individual sons' separate classes, 
I literally have a bruise on my hand from stapling. My fingers were bleeding from taping, coloring. And after the assembly line closed and we completed all 60 Valentines, I dragged Dre behind the mic to get his perspective on this day of love. Here it is. Hi, Dre. Hi, Mommy. So I wanted to ask you a few questions about Valentine's Day. What is Valentine's Day? Um, it is a holiday where you have to love everybody you walk past. Oh, okay. That's very loving. I like that. Who celebrates Valentine's Day? My Grandpa Berto. (laughs) Yeah? Sure. Who else? Oh, my... Family. And all your family. Yeah, people who love each other, right? Yeah. Is there anybody that you're in love with? Maya S. Maya S? Who's Maya S? Um, She has 25 boyfriends. She, She has 25 boyfriends? Yeah. Then I would stay away from Maya S. I think you should find someone where you're the only one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do mommy and daddy do on Valentine's Day? Make sweet cards, which I found one. We do make sweet cards, and we keep them. Where did you find that card? On um, the bottom drawer. The bottom drawer. Yeah, yeah, it's where they belong. You know, mommy hasn't written daddy a sweet card yet. Can you help me write it? What should it say? Dear Daddy, I love you to the whole life of the whole world. Roses are red, violets are blue. I am so sweet and so are you. Trey, that's beautiful. I want to write that card to you. Um, Well, now I'm going to know what it says. That's true. Kind of ruined the surprise. Dre, will you be my Valentine? Yeah. Forever? Yeah. And always? Yeah. Even when you have your own Valentine and you fall in love and you... Yeah. I'm still going to be your Valentine? Yeah. I love you. Yay. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Dre. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, Doc. Kiss attack. (laughs) Yay, yay. Dre, everybody! And he's right. He's right. Evan and I neglected to say that we do make each other homemade cards on most holidays. Mother's Day, Father's Day, like, we make funny cards and we write sweet messages. So we do do that. And I gotta get on that. And I will absolutely be using the romantic words of my six-year-old ghostwriter. So thank you, Dre. That kid, by the way, let me just say this. Slayer of ladies. Absolute slayer of the young ladies. This young woman, Maya S., with the 25 boyfriends, she was sent, I should probably shouldn't say this about a child, but listen, she was sent to the principal's office a few weeks ago for, quote, pushing Dre into the corner and kissing him. I mean... That's a slow clap for Maya S., okay? I wish I had that confidence now. 
When I asked Ray how that made him feel, he said weird, which I feel is the appropriate reaction. He's like, he's not quite into the attention he is getting from the six-year-old girls yet. And I'm trying to remember when I started to be boy crazy, I'm pretty sure it was grade one. Like kindergarten, I was still oblivious, but grade one, I was just like hot and horny for all of them. Oh my God. Like an undercut and a bull cut, come to mama. You know what I mean? And I will say in fairness to Maya S, I also have to push Dre into a corner in order to kiss him. Like he plays hard to get all around. So I'm just glad I got to tackle him with kisses on the pod today. Look at me bringing my entire family around the microphone to share our love. And I'd like to share my love with you. Happy Valentine's Day, lovers and phone of friends. I truly love you for listening always. And I, I, I don't need to buy you flowers or candy to show it. I show you my love by talking shit about celebrities and occasionally football players. Let's get to that one thing. That one thing. My one thing this week is obviously the Super Bowl, you guys. It's time for another installment of Football News. Football News. Let's get the football part out of the way first, okay? What a game. Am I right? Very boring and confusing at the beginning, and then thrilling. Which I'm sure is exactly what they said on the post-game reports. Just, just exactly that. This is the first time I truly felt invested in the game. Like, I've watched almost every Super Bowl, I'm sure, and I don't ever remember, like, who won or what happened in the game. The game is sort of background noise as we wait for the halftime show, but this year, no. I was invested. We had a party. We had like 20 people over. And before you think, wow, Jesse, you're so popular. Half of those guests were children. Okay? I thought I would say 20 people because it sounded better. But 10 of those people, small children. Actually, eight of them. There were eight kids. The adults are watching the game inside. And I just had Usher blasting on the outdoor speakers while eight feral children played unsupervised in the backyard. None of us wanted to leave the game to go check on them. There were more injuries at our house than on the field at the Super Bowl. At one point, mid-game, someone's four-year-old literally wheeled a dump truck full of dirt and rocks into the living room and just dumped it on the floor below the TV. Like, it was chaos. That same child later took the remote and turned off the halftime show just as Usher had removed his shirt. Can I just say, if you've never seen 10 adults simultaneously scream with rage and anger at a four-year-old, trust me, it happened at my house on Sunday. It was absolute mayhem, but so fun. And of course, I wanted to set a tone for my guests for the evening. So I made a shirt that said, I just want Taylor Swift to be happy. Because when I thought about it, that's all I wanted. That's all the only result I wanted out of the Super Bowl. That is the story that I have been invested in. Sports-wise, we'll say, since this is football news, and I know you are sports fans, phonies, I kind of did want the 49ers to win because they haven't won since 94. I know that because I read an article entitled Everything You Need to Know About the Super Bowl Before You Watch the Super Bowl while breastfeeding my toddler the day before the Super Bowl. Thank you so much. So I did. I, I, I thought it would have been a more exciting sports victory. But cultural narrative-wise, I wanted a happy ending to the love story that has gripped the nation, also this podcast. And that's what we got. Now, 
Evan and his friends like to bet on sports. Okay, we mentioned this earlier. This is a it's a it's a really healthy habit and very fiscally responsible. You know, why not bet $250 of our hard-earned money on what color Gatorade would be dumped on the coach's head at the end of the game? Right, guys? He bet blue. It was purple. So there goes a week's worth of groceries. <laughs> But the bets were what really sort of actually ended up making the game fun to watch. We even got the kids into it. Truly, at the next day at school drop-off, I'm I'm dropping Rio off. One of the dads says, hey, Rio, did you watch the Super Bowl? And Rio says, yeah, but the Gatorade was purple. And because I'm raising little gamblers, I'd like to break down Super Bowl 58 based on the prop bets we made. Okay, so we bet on the dumbest shit. Like, we literally bet $20 on what color would Reba's shoes be. I said black. They were black. (laughs) Won 20 bucks right there. Would the national anthem go over 86 seconds? We lost that one, unfortunately, because Reba, in her black shoes, went ahead and repeated the last line of the anthem. Close to 86 seconds, and we're under 86 seconds. We're under 86 still. Yes. No. No, what? Reeb, you can't repeat. Rave, you can't add lyrics to the national anthem. But she did. So we lost 20 more dollars there. Then we got to the halftime show. I bet Usher would be wearing sunglasses during his performance, wouldn't you have? But he was not. It was fine because I wasn't looking at his face. In related news, I also bet he would not take his shirt off during the performance. And Evan and all of his friends are trusting me on this. I'm clearly the expert in shirtless male celebrities. And I said, guys, he will not take the shirt off because of all the shit that Adam Levine got a few years ago, right? Everybody was crying like double standards. How dare he be shirtless when Janet Jackson was persecuted? So I figured Usher would never dare take the full shirt off. I thought he'd probably give us a little tank, give us a little crop top, give us a little peek, but he would never go full frontal. So you can imagine my mix of emotions when he slipped that shirt right off. I lost $10 but gained so much more. Mm. I also bet his first song would be OMG. Because listen to this, phonies, and tell me if this is not the perfect song to start your Super Bowl performance with. Oh my gosh. Baby, let me... I did it again, so I'm gonna let the... Oh my... That is the perfect way to start your show. You're emerging from a platform. You're being suspended from the air. I couldn't believe he didn't start with that. He started with caught up, so I lost that bet too. And now I'm not just losing my own money. All of the guys in the room are losing hundreds of dollars because of my terrible Usher bets. Let everyone down. So let's talk about the Usher halftime performance for a hot minute. We always make the kids watch the halftime show. We've been watching the Super Bowl with the same group of friends for years and years. And every year we're like fine with them, you know, injuring each other in the backyard during the game. But halftime show, you got to come in and watch. Because 
I don't need my boys to see grown men tackling each other and getting applauded for it. That is confusing to two boys who tackle each other and get punished for it. But I do like my boys to see men in sequins dancing and singing on stage. I like to normalize that. That is something you can aspire to be, boys. And this performance had everyone at our house, like, freaking out. My mom is in town. She's dancing, cheering. Everyone is, like, grinding, uh, jumping up and down on the couch. Rio and our friend's daughter, Zoe, were so cute dancing together. At one point, Rio is, like, dancing on a table. And then Alicia Keys comes out, and the slow jams started to kick in. And I guess my six-year-old son, Rio, felt so compelled by the spirit of Usher. He leaned in and kissed this little girl, who I'm pretty sure he's been in love with since they were babies, kissed her on the mouth, okay? Maya S. style. I'm watching this from across the room. My mouth is agape. Evan is all like, oh, hey, hey, did you ask her? You, uh, you gotta ask. You gotta ask first. He's like panicking. We were not prepared for that part of parenting. I was not ready. There's no principal's office I can send him to. He's just kissing girls. At six years old, but what can you expect from a child when Usher is bumping and grinding feet away? Okay, he was overcome. Rio could not help himself. You know I love Usher. He falls into the 2000s category of Pitbull and Jason Derulo and Tayo Cruz and Usher. You know, I, I will always love him. He performed on the Hills After Show, which... I forgot until Jason sent me the video. Jason, my producer, on the day of the Super Bowl, he was like, remember this? That finale was so chaotic, I actually forgot that Usher had performed on it. And then we were all talking about it on a text chain with all my MTV friends. It was like, right before Usher was supposed to come on and we were supposed to throw to Lauren to throw to Usher because God forbid Dan and I, these like ratty Canadians, throw to Usher. Lauren had to throw to him. Right before the throw... The producers could not find Usher. This is, I want to remind you, like peak 2008, 2009. Usher was off drinking somewhere in this mansion we were shooting the after show at, and nobody could find him. So we had to like stall and maybe like bring someone else out and then stall again. And then finally in our ears, they're like, we found him, we found him. So we threw to Lauren, Lauren threw to Usher. Usher performed with like 250 girls in baby doll dresses and oversized belts cheering on stage. It was just like absolute madness. Afterwards, I remember we spent a lot of time with Usher and he was very cool. I think very drunk, but very cool. So uh, a bit of trauma uh, having Usher perform on the Hills After Show, but he did. And I'll remind you, I will be seeing him live at the Lovers and Friends Festival in Las Vegas. No big deal. So I thought Usher was great. I was all in on this performance. Here's my critique, if I could give a little bit. The halftime show did feel a little more back to basics this year. Like Rihanna's performance was so elevated. Do you know what I mean? She really sort of moved the needle in terms of what a live performance can be with the choreography, with the suspended platforms, even just how the cameras moved around her and the dancers. It was like watching an art piece, right? Like a heavily choreographed, beautifully directed visual art piece. The weekend's performance felt a little bit more like that too. The direction of this show, honestly, just felt like the same guy who shot the football game was shooting the Usher performance. I think that's the meanest thing you can say to a director, but that's how I felt. Like there were some cool shots, like the Alicia Keys reveal with the red thing was cool, but otherwise it was pretty 
basic camera switching. Some of my friends were angry on a text chain saying Usher didn't dance enough. I said, I think he danced a lot. The camera just would cut away to like a random showgirl while he was mid-moonwalk. The direction of the show did not do him justice. I also did not need that absolute menagerie we got at the top of the performance. Like, I get it's an homage to Las Vegas, but I did not need the 400 Cirque du Soleil performers taking me away from the task at hand, which was watching Usher gyrate. I would say my other criticism was Usher's fault, okay? I'm not blaming anybody but him for having so many bangers and understandably wanting to cram them all into a 13-minute performance. But when you cram eight and a half songs into 13 minutes, which is what he did, we end up just getting tiny snippets of songs. My friend Krista and I just wanted him to perform nice and slow, okay? Because for me, when nice and slow came out, I was a preteen, and this was the first straight-up dirty sex jam I had ever heard. My virgin ears were shook. The way Usher talks at the beginning of this song makes the baritone guy in Boys to Men, who I thought was the sexy one, blush, okay? I'm like 12 or 13. Like, men talk like that. So I really did. I love the song Nice and Slow. And Chris and I did not think he would perform it because I was like, oh, it's way too sexual, way too slow for the Super Bowl. So when he did, we're freaking out, okay? We are ready to feel things in our loins like it was 1997 all over again. And then he literally gave us It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in the drop top. That was it. He didn't even tell us he was cruising the streets or that he had a real pretty, pretty little thing that was waiting for him. We got none of that. And half of the first line of a song is not enough to get me horny anymore, you know? Every song stopped so abruptly during this show, it just like left you in a lurch, like desperate for more, which was maybe the point, honestly, because I have not stopped playing Usher since. And we immediately started looking at tickets to see him on tour in the fall. So it worked. It worked. He left us wanting more and we want more. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you what I want to do. I also love the Alicia Keys and Ludacris appearances. Loved those. Don't know why Will I Am chose to make his 15-second cameo at the Super Bowl in an alien helmet. Like, hey, what if I wore sunglasses that just continued up and over my head? He was barely recognizable. Like, I, I don't care who you are and what you look like. You don't want the only physical feature exposed on the world stage to be your goatee, okay? You just don't. But I think it must be said, the most underrated musical artist of our time is Lil Jon. We dismiss Lil Jon as a culture because professionally, he yells. What? I think it's time to reframe his narrative. Lil Jon yelling at us is art. 
Screaming at the club is his artistry. And what would the 2000s have been without Lil John yelling at us to dance, to turn down, to throw up, to get low, to take shots? What would we have done without him? Without Lil John, we'd have been wandering aimlessly into clubs for 20 years with no objective, no guidance. So thank you for blessing the nation with your talent, your art, your yelling at the Super Bowl. Give that man the President's Medal of Freedom. Yeah. In conclusion, Usher was great, looked great, roller skated great. He did what he came to do, and I'm going to pick up where he left off with the second half of the first line of Nice and Slow. Losing the streets. Oh, yeah. I got a real pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me. I pull up anticipating good love. Don't keep me waiting. I got plans to put my hands in places I've never seen. Girl, you know what I mean. I do now. Did not know at 12 years old. Did not know where you were going to put those hands. Didn't know. I do now. And that's the vibe I needed to roll right in to Travis Swelsey. A lot to unpack here, so settle in. Here were the prop bets that you could place about this couple, okay? These are actual bets people were making and winning real money on in Las Vegas. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to be shown kissing on screen during live broadcast. Chiefs to win and Travis Kelsey to propose marriage to Taylor Swift from the field. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey announce that they are expecting a baby on the same day. Then the longest shot. I don't understand betting, but this was worth the most money. Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey to be shown kissing on screen during live broadcast. My husband and his dummy friends were like, hey, Jess, do you think any of these things are going to happen? I was like, she's not going to kiss his brother during the broadcast. There will be no pregnancy announcement. I was secretly hoping for a proposal, but not willing to bet on it. The only one bet we made was that Taylor Swift would be shown on camera more than seven times, okay? That was one with, like, good odds. So I told everyone in the room to bet on that. I was, like, very confident she'll absolutely be shown more than seven times. I think Evan put, like, $100 on this. And it was tense because, gotta tell you, first half of the game, she was barely there. I I mean, I think they cut to her once or twice. In fairness, Travis Kelsey was not getting the ball a lot, so not much reason to cut to her, but also... I feel like there were clearly meetings had uh, about reducing the volume of Taylor cutaways because so much had been made of it in the media because they didn't want to turn off, you know, the angry MAGA viewers in the first half of the game. There were a few more in the second half, but not seven. So we're all panicking because I think we're at like four or five getting to the end of regulation. And thank God for overtime because... After that, someone ripped down the don't cut to Taylor Swift sign and they just let loose, okay? Every play they were cutting to her. She was shown on screen 11 times during the game. We all won money. And when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, accomplished this extraordinary feat of athleticism that a record-breaking 123 million people tuned in to watch, they cut to Taylor Swift within seconds. 
That was wild to me. It was like, touchdown Chiefs, the Chiefs win the cut to Taylor Swift. Cut to Taylor And we could barely see Taylor Swift in her box, but they held the shot hoping we'd get a glimpse before eventually returning to the field where the game was won. After the game, we finally got that moment where Travis reunite on the field and they kiss. And I'm screaming. By the way, I'm screaming when this finally happens. And then days later, the NFL releases the audio recording of what they said during that kiss. Are you kidding me? What a gift. What an invasion of privacy for them, an absolute gift for us. Here it is. Thank you for oh, coming, baby. I can't believe that. Thank you. I can't believe you. Thank you for the support. You. You Thank you for that? coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across our way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh, my God. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. Was it electric? <laughs> I can't. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. That's all you need to know about this man. Was it electric? <laughs> they kiss. They reunite. They clearly have not seen each other before the game since she flew in from Japan. He thanks her for flying around the world. She tells him he's unbelievable. And he says, was it electric? Little puppy needs his approval after winning the Super Bowl. Was it electric? So we see the kiss. And then we got to watch them obsessively at the after parties. This was a, an embarrassment of riches. And I speak for myself, okay? I found myself searching Miles Teller's wife's Instagram stories at 3 a.m. And I was like, I have a problem. I need an intervention. But look, I've seen all the videos many times. She's wearing his jacket in the club. He's singing her songs. They're making out. Her parents are there. He's shouting, you belong with me to her across a crowd at a nightclub while the song plays. It's like this dizzying display of love and lust and joy. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to ruin it all for you by saying, this is not going to last. It's not going to last. Phonies, I'm so sorry to say it. I, I, this is not going to last. Before the game, I was hoping for a proposal, a pregnancy announcement. You know I was, okay? I wanted eternal love for America's sweetheart and her hunky, charismatic oaf. But on Sunday night, the oaf part came out in a way I was not prepared for. First, during the game, you saw this. He screamed and physically grabbed his coach in a very aggressive manner. Now, I'm not crying toxic masculinity like a lot of people did after that moment, okay? I think football is an intense physical sport. I don't pretend to understand what goes on between a coach and his players. And this is the highest of levels, right? There's, there's so much pressure on this person in this moment. But that was shocking and disrespectful. And it made me scared a bit. And even Evan and all the dudes at my house were like, yo, what was that? Okay? A little scary. Sidebar, early on in our relationship, like back when Evan used to send me um, roses on Valentine's Day, I went to watch him play basketball. So uh, if you're paying attention, I'm just comparing the Super Bowl to a rec league game at a local community center in New York City. And Evan played college basketball. He's very good. He's, he's, he's very intense when he plays. And I remember that first game I had ever seen him play, he yelled at another player during the game. Like, loud and aggressively. And it upset me deeply. 
I really thought like, I don't know if this is the man I thought I was with. I was like, I've never seen this side of him. It was terrifying and it really scared me. Now, we had a conversation about it after. He assured me this is a sports thing. And I will assure you that he has never yelled at me like that. He has never yelled at anyone off the court like that. But when you're newly dating someone and you see that side of them, even in a sportive context, I think it does give you pause. A little scary. That's not my only flag. After the game, Patrick Mahomes gave a speech thanking the crowd, shouting out his kids. His wife is incredible wife, by the way. I cannot believe I haven't done a deep dive on Brittany Mahomes on this podcast. But trust me, I've done many on my own time. Thanks his wife. Thanks his family. And then with Taylor standing below alongside his parents, looking at him fondly, Travis Kelsey gave this speech. If we can call it a speech. Jeez Kingdom! Y'all hear this? We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> you gotta fight for your right! I have dated this person. We have discussed my high school boyfriend on this podcast. He had big oaf energy, okay? He was the one taking his shirt off at parties and chugging beers and making everyone laugh. And we love that guy. It's the white man's Lil John, the hype man, the attention seeker, the fun-loving life of the party. We need that guy. What we don't need is to marry that guy. Now. I don't think T-Swift has realized this yet. So when they cut to her, I don't believe she had ick face, which is what so many people said she did. I think she had, yup, that's my man. He's so crazy face. She's still in this. She's a tightly wound person. And I think she loves that she can let go enough to be with a man who has let go entirely. I do think... Eventually, she will realize that she, unfortunately, cannot marry this guy. Okay, I mentioned this episodes ago when we discussed his spelling, and I'm going to say it again. And don't get me wrong, I would love for her to marry him. I want them in my life for eternity. But after this weekend, it kills me to say I just don't see it. We've peaked. Okay, we're at the top of the mountain. We are making out to love story at Excess Nightclub after we've both won the highest honor in our respective careers one week apart from each other. It is literally only downhill from here. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but let's all just have a moment of prayer for Travis Swelsey. We hope they pull through, and as always, we wish them well. get to the bedazzled slits in her jeans, but let's just say I do not wish them well. Okay, she looked incredible from the waist up. 
For someone who just flew in overnight from Japan, what? Like, I need the skincare routine for the face, not the exposed upper thigh. My final football footnote is Beyonce dropped new music, and I cannot believe this is a footnote. Because you know Beyonce is top on my list of priorities, personal and professional. So the fact that she dropped news of her new album and two new singles, and I'm mentioning that last, that's a problem. And I got to be honest, I was so into Usher after the game, I didn't even listen to the singles until today. They're country songs. This is going to be a country album, hence the Calgary Stampede gear she's been wearing. And they're good. They're good songs. It's no Break My Soul. It's no Lil John. But I'm excited for more. I like Kat. What I did not like was that she announced it during a Verizon commercial. Now, I don't remember if my Canadian phonies, do you get the American commercials in Canada? Do you watch them on the internet? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or are you just getting like Sleep Country Canada commercials throughout the Super Bowl? I I don't remember. But please DM me, leave me a voicemail, tell me. Because this is what happened in America. She appeared uh, on a very long Verizon commercial about how she was trying to break the internet with her new song, but she can't break Verizon's internet. And I was like shook to see my queen in a Verizon commercial. I was like, I hope she's making money. I've soon discovered that apparently she made $30 million. So I guess, you know, get it. That she doesn't need it. Beyonce does not need $30 million or Verizon or the Super Bowl to drop new music and get everyone on board. If anything, I felt that those were distractions from her new music. I think I would have paid more attention if she had done it on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Like, there's so much going on. The Beyonce of it all kind of got lost, even for me. And I also think she's just been so good at doing things her own way on her own terms for so long. It felt sort of jarring to see her make this huge announcement in such a commercialized way. That's sort of what I felt. Look at us continuing to hate on commercialism after spending 40 minutes talking about Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl. And that concludes football news. That was fun. After the break, I wanted to wrap up our Taylor Swift era. Because truly, I think like she's going to go dark for a little while, don't you? She's just going to go finish her tour and we're not going to see as much of her. So let's just wrap it all up here by revisiting my phone call with Taylor Swift's bodyguard. This guy went viral on TikTok for singing every word to her songs while protecting her at her concert. But there was a dark twist. All will be revealed when I phone him next. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're back! And a security guard named Davis Perigo went viral on TikTok last year when a video was posted of him working the Taylor Swift's Eras tour, belting out every word to I Knew You Were Trouble. He's like standing right in front of the stage, feet away from Taylor herself, belting her song. The video got almost 10 million views. People were so charmed by the security guard, who was also clearly a fan of her music. And then it came out that he was not actually a security guard. He was just a fan of her music. He was a Taylor Swift super fan who got a job at the Nissan Stadium as a security guard just so he could stand front row at her show for free. Not just for free, getting paid. So this guy, Davis Perigo, made international news, appeared in media around the world, including on this news-making podcast. So let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am phoning 25-year-old Davis Perigo. I made this call right after the TikTok video went viral because I know it's hot on TikTok, you know? He's a handsome young accountant. He's a Swifty. He's not a real security guard. And this is his wild story. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Is this Davis? This is Davis. Viral sensation Swifty Davis Perigo? I guess you can say that. Some people say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, I have so many questions for you. I mean, there have been so many videos posted of you at the Taylor Swift concerts, but the video that I first saw that has gone super viral, I mean, millions of views viral, is you singing every word to I Knew You Were Trouble. So just to confirm that I am speaking to the viral sensation Davis Perigo, um, I'm going to play I Knew You Were Trouble, and I just need you to sing along. It's how I'm going to confirm your identity. Does that work for you? That does work. That does work. Okay, here we go. One time, a few mistakes ago, I was in your sights, and you got me alone. You found me. You found me. You found me. That's pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, that's him. That's him. Oh my gosh. It's you and you do know every word. Okay. So before we dive in, I just want to get my facts straight because you are straight, correct? You are a straight married accountant. Yeah. Married. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Why Taylor Swift? Probably. I've got three sisters, you know, they're, you know, kind of grew up. I have an older sister who was kind of in middle school right around the time that Taylor was coming up. Um, Music's just great. Oh, it just makes you feel something. It just Ugh. it just always makes you feel something. Doesn't it though? Did her lyrics or melodies heal your heartbreak as a teen or was it just, you know, your sisters were listening to it and she makes a good bop? No, no, actually my heart's really never never really been broken. <laughs> oh, oh wow. 
Wow. My wife is my only girlfriend I've ever had. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I, I, I love you even more and I've only been talking to you for a minute. Okay, so you are a fan since middle school. Right. You hear she's coming to your hometown of Nashville. You can't get tickets to her show. Did you try everything? Did you try StubHub contests? Selling your body. I could have afforded tickets, but I didn't want to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars on on tickets when I knew that security was going to be the way. Was it a couple thousand dollars? I think the get-in price was a thousand dollars. So I think the get-in price was a thousand. So like top level. What was the craziest price you saw somebody pay for those seats? Uh, Well, I saw on the news one time someone paid twenty thousand dollars or something like that. But that was crazy. But I think the floor prices for in front of me were like only face value, like 500, but like resale, like 10,000. My God. So you decide, screw this. I'm not paying thousands of dollars. You're an accountant. Okay. You know how to move money around. You you, you think this is not a smart way to spend my money. Right. I'm going to apply for a job as a security guard. Yeah. Kind of got the idea from... My dad had kind of done that when I was a kid. And so like, I knew that was a way to get into free concerts. My grandmother did. I knew that she had kind of done it at the Grand Ole Opry at the Ryman. Um, so it's, Wait, they, yeah. What? This is a family tradition? Third generation, yeah. <laughs> Third generation fake security guard, ladies and gentlemen. You're getting your first air horn sound effect for that. So your grandmother, like so many family traditions, his grandmother had done it before and then his father. And then so you knew that this was a way in. So you apply to be a security guard. Do you have to do it right before the Taylor tour comes through? How does that work? I did it about a month and a half in advance. What is the application process to be a security guard? Surprisingly, they're really easy. Um, (laughs) You just apply online and fill out a form, essentially. And some people are just part of like temp agencies and they just like, it's like an app kind of thing where you just like kind of like an Uber or like like a temporary day stuff. They needed more extra workers for the security. They needed extra people. They were understaffed. Oh my God. Did you have to have any experience in security? No, not really. No. Wow. No. So did they ask you like at any point, did they ask you, are you a fan of any particular artists? Like, did you get a sense that they were on to you? They didn't ask why I was there, but if they did, I would not have said, I'm here to see Taylor. Absolutely <laughs> not. No way it. that they would have known you were trouble when you walked in. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 mm. right. Yeah. I just feel like I don't know if hiring a super fan to be a security guard is a great idea or a terrible idea. Like, <sighs> yeah. if I got a job as a security guard for the Backstreet Boys, they would have to hire another security guard to protect them from me. Right. Well, I was surprised. I was like, yeah, I could literally jump on the stage right now and have like 10 seconds uninterrupted on the stage without anyone coming to tackle me. Because like, no, everyone would be so confused. They would be like, is that the security guard on stage? Is he chasing someone? Like, what's he on stage for? Right? Yeah. What would you have done with those 10 seconds, Davis? I don't know. I would have just probably run around like a crazy man. I was just, <laughs> I don't know. Basked in the presence. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, like, would you have risked it all to protect Taylor Swift if you had to? I would, yes. I would take a bullet. Absolutely. I believe it. Okay. So you get hired. On the one hand, I feel like you're literally, like, you get so lucky you're standing at the stage. On the other hand, you have to face away from the stage. Did you see Taylor Swift at all? Yes, that was just night one. I was next to the stage. And I did see her that night when she did, like, the piano set. That was, like, right out of the corner of my eye. So, and Mm -hmm. I also, like, you're not supposed to turn around. Never, like, turn around, like, a full 180 degrees. But you can definitely rotate your shoulders a little bit here and there. And then the second night, I was on the field more so I could watch like the entire thing. 
Oh, wow. That was even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. How many nights total were you working security? I was just there Friday, Saturday. Two of the three shows. Yeah, two of the three, yeah. I mean, pretty good. And you got paid to be there. I mean, that's the best part. Yeah, I would have done it for free. They got paid like 17 bucks an hour. I would have paid that much to be there. So Yeah, absolutely. When you're facing the crowd back to the stage, what did you see? Was there crying, fainting, screaming, very wealthy people, Gigi Hadid? There was crying. There was one girl who, before the show started, you know, had like the little fearless hands. I don't know what they would call it, but the little heart they make with their hands. She just decided to take off her entire shirt and just take a take a picture with no. her heart. I was like, oh my, it's like 4.30 that she does. Like the doors had just opened and she is staying there topless, <laughs> completely topless. I'm like, I don't, this is my first day on the job here. I'm like, I'm not going to go enforce that law, right? I'm not going to go until... No, you I'm going to stay out of that situation. Do her. She's leading with love, Davis. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was probably the wildest thing I saw. Wow. 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 In the videos that went viral, you're belting out every word. Did the other security guards give you side eye? Was that a problem? Uh, The other... Okay. So there's the real security guards and then there's like the fake security guards, what I call myself. The ones that were like myself, you know, they were... They didn't care at all. They were laughing or they were singing along themselves. The real security guards were not not thrilled. You know, I think they take their job, and rightfully so. They take their right. job a little bit more seriously than I did. Were you told to stop singing? Yeah, I was told to stop singing. I think at one point they said I could sing as long as I didn't like move. Like I could move my lips, but not any other part of your body, which is very hard. But then at one point, then they just said no more. <laughs> Were you like, excuse me, have you heard Shake It Off? I dare you not to move. Yeah, exactly. I know. They get to go to every single concert. They must not be fans, though. How could you be? I know, exactly. So wait a second. There are other fake security guards. This is a known thing. There are other people who get this job to go to concerts they want to see. I know there are other people there that night they got the job just for that concert. Gotcha. Wow. I mean, you're blowing my mind left, right, and center. Did you notice all the girls filming you or were you just in your own world? Well, it's hard to distinguish if they're filming you or the concert. Right. Because it's saying I get to the stage. So I was like, I knew that I had asked the girls in front of me. I was like, if you see Taylor get behind me, I need you to take a picture and send it to me. And they did, which was awesome. Love that. So that's all I asked for. I said, if Taylor comes up right behind me, I need you to take a picture. You didn't say to them, post a video of me singing that will get 10 million views? Uh, no? I don't think you can. Yeah, no, no, okay. no not do that. And yeah, no. global <laughs> headlines? Yeah, no. Okay. So millions of people have seen videos of you singing at the concert. You're now internet famous because of this story, but also, Davis, because you're hot. <laughs> the comments on the videos are are like what the kids would call thirsty AF. I would like to read some of them to you. Oh, goodness. And I just need you to respond accordingly, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. This is from Alex Alfieri. Someone find him. That's going to be my husband. I'm so dead ass. I'll fly to Nashville. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you have to take that one up with my wife. Yeah. I'll yeah. let you guys battle it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you really will. Shay DeRaza wrote, he ate. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Let's just go to the next one. Cam Mansell. No <laughs> it's definitely sexual, yeah. but I'm too old to know. Yeah. I'll Google it after this. Cam Mansell. Who is this man? He is beautiful. If he wants to relocate to New Zealand, I will marry him tomorrow. New Zealand, actually, that is a country I've always wanted to go to. So, yes, interest. Please. Interest. Hey, I, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I know a warm bed there. you could share. Uh, Lilio says, OMG, it takes a lot to get my attention away from Taylor Swift. But I just kept looking at him thinking, is that Ryan Reynolds? 
I honestly could not have picked Ryan Reynolds out of a lineup before the concert. I, I mean, Are you serious? The only reason that you know who Ryan Reynolds is is because people were saying you looked like him? I've heard of him. I knew he was famous for being an actor. I didn't know that he was married to Blake Wively and that his two kids are named after the yes. two kids. Oh, that was, now a, it was you alerting. Know. Can you confirm that you are not Ryan Reynolds? I can confirm that, yes. Okay, I good can. to know. Yes, good to yes. Know. But that jawline says otherwise. Last but not least, Carlo Calma says, the way he raises his eyebrows, I am pregnant. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> my eyebrows, do I do weird things with my eyebrows? I don't, I don't know. I guess the way you're singing, you're feeling it all, mm. you know, in the brows. Hey. That is an interesting way to describe you're attracted to someone. Mm. Just say I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> congratulations on the baby, by the way, Davis. Thank I, you. I hope Thank you, you name him or her Taylor. <laughs> what does your wife, by the way, think about all of this? I think she, I think a lot of our friends have been texting her saying that maybe it's a compliment to her saying everyone saying that she looks like Blake Lively because I'm Ryan Reynolds. So everyone says it's a compliment to her. Oh, of course it is. I mean, please, she is married to a hunk who Swifties all over the world are thirsty AF for, okay? They want (laughs) to ate you, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Um, More important than the thirsty comments, the marriage proposals, how was the Eras Tour on a scale of 1 to 22? (laughs) I would say it was... It was as high as you can go. It was it was amazing. Um, you know, the two nights there, just the energy, the like the fans, everything about it was just electrifying. It was awesome. It was amazing. Beyond your wildest expectations? Yeah, beyond my wildest dreams for sure. It was great. It was Thank great. you for rephrasing that question. There you into go. I knew a Taylor Swift song. I thought, God I thought damn you were it. going I thought you were going there. <laughs> That's why you're working security for her and I'm not. Okay. Beyond his wildest dreams. Oh, that was a layup. That was a layup. Beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah, you you dunked it, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, worth spending twenty thousand dollars or working in security for? Looking back, I it probably if I knew it was going to be that great, I would have probably spent the thousand dollars. Like if I could have, it was definitely worth the thousand dollars, but not probably not twenty. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. But this is very good to know that as an accountant, he's telling us that it is worth a thousand dollars. A thousand for me. If I had to bring my wife too and do two thousand, we'd have a conversation. <sighs> no, you gotta leave. But a thousand for me? No, we're you gotta good. leave. Yeah, her exactly. Home. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. honey. Sorry. Or you know, there's all these fans now who are just congregating outside of the stadium to listen to the concert from the parking yeah, lot. That's crazy. She, she could just be out there, you know, just leave her in the lot. That was like one of my original ideas. And I thought that was like a unique idea. I was like, oh, wow, no one's going to be doing this. I was like, nope, 20, 30, 40,000 people were outside every stadium. So I was I like, mean, that was not a unique idea. That is wild. Crazy. Yeah. There was also something else. I don't know if you've heard of this phenomenon. It's called Taylor Swift amnesia. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of that. No. So fans are claiming and and scientists are backing it up that the experience is so heightened that they actually have a hard time remembering parts of it. Like they black out during the show. Wow. To confirm you actually remember the experience. I do remember both nights very distinctly. Good memory. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Maybe it's because I didn't have my phone out at all. So I was like, I didn't film anything. I was just taking, you know, mental recordings because I, I couldn't have my phone at all. Davis, that is so 
so interesting, though, because now everybody everywhere, and again, I sound like an elderly person who doesn't know what he ate means, but everybody everywhere is watching or they're at, you know, sporting events, concerts with their phones out. Right. And I really do feel like, yes, we want to capture it and share it and show everybody how privileged we are. But at the same time, you're missing out on just being there and living. Right. And you got to do that, rather had to do that yeah. for your quote unquote job. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens after the shows? Do you just quit the job? Uh, I got fired. (laughs) (gasps) Why? Well, it's a long story. Okay. At first, I was praised. I got a letter from HR. I got, you know, I got everyone saying I was doing great out there. (laughs) This is because it went viral and people saw. Yeah. And then they found out that I wasn't actually supposed to be there, which was a problem. So I was not supposed to be next to the stage. Oh. I was supposed to be in the crowd. (sighs) What I did the second night, which honestly was a great experience too. But the first night they were taking people down to the stage and I was like, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm going to get in that line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and get in this line over here. I didn't know that it was like a Tennessee thing. You got to like have like a legitimate license. I mean, honestly, innocent fake security guard mistake. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Exactly. You're there. You have an option to go up to the stage? Like, yes, yep. I would take that option as well. Yeah. So they cut your security guard career short after show they number did. two. And they didn't even send me a termination letter. They, I just tried to log into my account to sign up to go to Beyonce and Ed Sheeran, and I couldn't sign in. My login didn't work. <sighs> and I did I did forgot my password that said, your email address does not exist. I was <gasps> like, what? This is a crazy. So you have been, you are blacklisted from I've that. I've been ghosted. Event yeah. venue. Okay. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Because I'm honestly, after we end this call, I'm going to look up how to work security for Beyonce. I could protect her. Yeah, absolutely. You could. Okay. Do you think Taylor Swift heard your story? Uh, yeah, people ask me that, like friends ask me that. I'm like, probably she did. I don't, mm-hmm. I, she, I know she's like very involved, like online and stuff like that. I imagine just come across her feed. She um, absolutely has. She's like, is that my friend Ryan Reynolds? Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's not. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, was she going to give you like free tickets or something? I'm like, I don't think she really wants to glorify like fake security <laughs> guards. I think she probably takes her security really seriously. I don't blame her for it. So like, I'm not right. offended that she's, I, I imagine that her security team like hates me. Like, so I don't expect any favors from Taylor. I mean, of course I would take them, but I don't expect anything from her. Well, listen, <laughs> if she is listening to this podcast and I'm sure she is, Anything you would like to say to her? I would say that I did what I had to do to to watch the show. And you would have done the same thing if you were in my position. So. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I You really would have. And let me tell you, I have straight up snuck into concerts. I snuck into a Britney Spears concert, yeah. a Spice Girls concert. And now you know exactly what kind of music I like. Okay, because you are the ultimate Swifty. Oh, goodness. Before I let you go, Davis, I want to ask you a series of questions about recent Taylor Swift headlines. You have to give me your unfiltered opinion as swiftly as possible in a game we're calling... Answer Swiftly. Did she break up with Maddie Healy to save her image? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I... I had to Google. Of course you did. Please. We all what did. Exactly, what exactly happened or who Maddie Healy is. I yeah, didn't even know. Yeah, and honestly, no. I, he, I didn't really see the attractiveness in him just from like a look standpoint. I was like, what is exactly attractive about, about this guy? Um, hmm. Well, we can't all look like Ryan Reynolds. Okay, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> did you unfollow Joe Alwyn on Instagram? I don't even have Instagram, so I never followed him Please, or anyone. Of course you don't have Instagram. Can her role in the Cats movie be forgiven? I never watched that. I just mm. like saw like clips on 
whatever. That was a dark time. It was a very dark time for all Swifties. And I'm so sorry that you had to endure yeah, that's that. That's really been a race. You don't really hear about that much. She's really mm-hmm. done a great job. That's like mm-hmm. her one PR, her bad PR move is doing that movie. Absolutely. And she's really erased that, which is a, a PR win. Yeah. She's come back from it. Cat's erasure. And I'm here to bring it back. According to a new report from Fortune, the Eras Tour could potentially generate $4.6 billion, accountant, for local economies throughout the U.S. Is Taylor Swift saving the United States from a recession, Davis? Yes, absolutely. I mean, think about all the the bars that were open that night and all the Ubers and everything like that. I mean, there was a lot of ancillary revenue generated off that concert. You know, think about my paycheck, $17 an hour. Thank you. Saving the economy out here. The city of Nashville paid you $17 an hour. Absolutely. Okay. And there's something to say about, you know, she is like, not from like an economical standpoint, but I think she does generally bring the country together around something. I mean, there's very few people now that like hate Taylor Swift. I mean, like, you really have got something wrong with you at this point. Like, if you're just like a diehard, I hate Taylor Swift's like music, you can't hate her music at this point. You're just lying to yourself. If you take the entire like 150 song catalog and you're like, I hate every one of these. That's kind of a you problem. That's a you <laughs> problem. Davis, I was there. I was on an I hate Taylor. I was like, I was one of the people who thought Taylor Swift was annoying. I was like, meh. And then I I think it was Lover. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, no. And then she got me through the pandemic. Here we are with Midnight's. I am in my Swifty era and loving every moment. There you go. Flava Flav has asked Taylor Swift fans to help him make friendship bracelets before the next Eras Tour concert he attends. Weird or adorable? Uh, Yeah, uh, I will go with adorable. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't really know anything about Flava Flav other than he wears the big uh, clock around his neck. I can't that, even that's what believe he's you know for. that. I absolutely that's, can't believe you know that. That's all I know about Flava Flav. I, I am shocked. I am shocked. <laughs> did you see a lot of friendship bracelets exchanged? That's a thing, right? Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing before going to the concert. And all of a sudden, everyone was just handing out these bracelets. I got like six of them sitting on my desk at home. Oh, that's sweet. Even the security, fake security, got friendship bracelets. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift wipes away tears after performing emotional song following Split with Maddie Healy. Yeah, sorry, Taylor. I'm going to have to go. Some of being there two nights <gasps> was like, are some of these, are so, I, hate say, I hate to say it, maybe it's no, slander. But are, some, are some of these tears not entirely genuine? That is the one thing about being there two nights is that you kind of get the same performance twice and it does take some of it's like, oh, I'm not special anymore. Like you just said the same thing last night. Like, <laughs> It's, it's like being cheated on. Oh, <laughs> it's my like, God. It's like you told me last night I was the best ever. And now it's Saturday night and you're saying they're the best ever. If I come back on Sunday, I bet they're going to be the best ever. And it's, yes. Yeah. So yes. I believe that she has authentically cried on stage, but there has to be at least once where she just kind of forced it a little bit. Maybe she felt it inside, but it wasn't coming outside. And so she just kind of wiped a few tears from her eyes. Sorry, Taylor. It's. I think she knows deep down. God, coming from a Swifty, we love to hear Finally, Taylor Swift fan goes viral after becoming security guard to get into her era's tour. Actual headline. (laughs) That was me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Would have never thought. Would have never thought. Can I just use your own uh, Swiftism? You made my wildest dreams come true. And you know what? I'm going to one-up you. You belong with me. And because I know all too well that we are probably never, ever getting back together after this, I just want to say... Thank you for taking my call. You really are an inspiration to all super fans who don't have like rich dads or $20,000 to spare. And if I get a job working security for the upcoming Renaissance tour, I will have you to thank. 
you absolutely should. 100% recommend it. 100%. It's great. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll am i just keep trying to beef up and hope for the best. <laughs> and now I feel that we can't just say bye. Uh-oh. So uh, what... Oh, here's... What song does Tay-Tay end the Eras tour with? I think her last song every night is Karma. Okay, well, I do feel we should be authentic to the Eras tour. So could we sing Karma together? Because <clears throat> Karma is my boyfriend. Karma, Karma is, is my a duck guy. I don't even... Karma is, is a breeze. No, we know this. Karma is, is a breeze in my hair, hair on the weekend. weekend. Karma's a relaxing thought. Me and Karma vibe, vibe like, like that. that. I mean, Davis, if she doesn't ask you to come on stage for the next leg of her tour with that rhythm, with that vocal, then, you know, something's wrong with her. Davis Perigo, thank you so much. Yeah. I hope you can successfully change your identity to go to a concert again. Yeah, I'm going to have to go under a different yeah. name. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, bye. Taylor Swift's fake security guard, Davis Perigo. Thank you, Davis. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for upholding this long-standing family tradition. Three generations of fake security guards. What a legacy. And that's our show. We celebrated love today. Phonies, celebrity love, fan love, and love in disc club. Cue Usher. This is actually like nice and slow is my favorite Usher sex jam. This is my favorite Usher banger. 100%. We also did some husband appreciation today and uh, a hugging of wife. We did that. As always, I'd like to hug you, phonies. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I cannot wait to meet some of you at my Saskatoon show, March 5th, my Toronto stand-up special taping, March 9th. There are still a handful of my own personal tickets that I just released, so grab those before they're gone at the link in the description of this episode if you haven't already. I am absolutely including an Usher video in my 2000s Much Music video dance party that plays before the shows, so come ready to grind, you know, to bump and grind. And now just because Evan told me, told all of us, frankly, how much he hates Valentine's Day, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and send a Pizza Hut heart-shaped pizza to him at his office. He recently started a new job with an all-new team. So this should embarrass him real good. Hugging of wife. And you know what? I'm sending you all metaphorical heart-shaped pepperoni pizzas, phonies. And so, so, so much love. Thank you for listening. Let's talk next Thursday. Okay, bye. Friend was created by our mommy Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Parrott. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.